We we declare right now that every prophetic voice, every prophetic declaration, every prophetic belief, every prophetic uh, uh, spoken word right now, we, we command that every plan of the enemy to stop the voice, to, 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 uh, to mute the voice, we declare that those assignments are broken now in Jesus' name. We lift our voice. We lift our voice, not just our natural voice. Our spirit man rises up right now, and we declare by the word of the Lord, we come in the authority of the throne room. We come in the authority of our God, and we declare that every word spoken by God shall be accomplished, will not fall to the ground, and we call forth now everything that the enemy has delayed everything that the enemy has held back. And we declare that it is released in this atmosphere for our pastors, for our leaders, for our church, for every individual. We declare that this assignment is discovered and we break its power now. And everybody who agrees, I want you to shout right now. Yes! We take back our voice we take back the word we take back right now that which belongs to the kingdom of god we declare that the kingdom may have suffered violence but the violent take it by force in this house today we take back our health we take back our victory we take back lord everything that the kingdom of god should come on this earth as it is in heaven everything the enemy has taken in Jesus name today we declare belongs to this kingdom come on take it back just say I take it back we take it back we take it back ah, the vision of this house right now we take it back every attempt of the enemy to stop the will and word and purpose of God we take it back. He sat at Rabasso Rebonde Ribolaba. Yerabasso Rebonde Rebasso. Yerabasita Ribolabasso Cabarabasso. Come on, take back your family right now. He sat at Rabalabasso. Kendo Rebalabasso at Ribolabasso Yaka. Hey, take back your marriage right now. Yerabalabasso Rebonadamasso. We take back the atmosphere, Lord. We declare abundance and overflow. 
We declare that this is the season for abundance and overflow. Come on, guys. We're going to take it back not only for ourselves. We take it back for everyone who walks through these doors today. And we declare everything that has been assigned by God. <laughs> belongs to me. Belongs to you. Given by God. He's not taking it back. But we take back everything. Amen. In Jesus' name. We declare in this house today that those who have lost inheritance and those who have had situations where it seems like loss has come, we declare right now, <laughs> we go and get it. We just go and get it. We declare that there is no weapon. We declare that the church, that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. <laughs> Oh, come on, why don't you lift your voice to Him right now? Oh, we worship You, Almighty God. worship you, Almighty God. You made a way where there seemed to be no way. You made a way where there seemed to be no way. You're the same God today that you were back then.
only one who can set free and deliver. You're the only one who can turn that impossible situation around. You're the only one who can work out all things for our good. Come on, somebody. You're the only one who can. We call way make miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness. That is who you are. Way make miracle work, promise keep light in the darkness. That is who you are. You are here.
I don't see it, you're working. And even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't see it, you're working. And even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Even when, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop.
has to bow before you. situation it has to bow before you Oh! 
the blood that gives me so much strength from day to day it will never lose its power I know it reaches Where would I be? 
think about it. I never would have made it. I never could have made it without you. I would have lost it all. But now I see how you were there for me. Holy Ghost touch you right now. Let him touch you right now. Reach out and touch the hem of his garment. The Holy Spirit is flowing in this room. Whatever you need, you can receive right now. Whatever miracle, whatever healing, whatever breakthrough, reach out and touch him right now. Lift your hands, lift your voices, receive from him, give him praise. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah to the Lamb. I never could have made it. Oh yeah, sing it. But now sing it. I see how Prophesy. 
Prophesy, Adam. Prophesy, Olivia. I need to tell somebody, you can make it today. No matter what you're going through, you can make it. You can make it. You can make it. He believes in you.
Lift up your voice and sing it. Praise God. 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 Praise do that right now. a moment in your presence because we never would have made it we never would have made it through that thing and God you know what my that thing is I never would have made it So we just take a, a moment to say thank you for being there in our never would have made it moment. For walking in to that thing and turning it around and casting out the demonic assignments and rebuking the diagnosis on my behalf. Rebuking the reports on our behalf. Stopping the forces of evil. When we were too weak to stop them, you stepped in to a never would have made it moment. And you made it your battle. And you just let us walk out with a victory. Somebody needs to just shout because you got the victory. a never would have made it moment look like obviously you've not had one because most of us were curled up on the floor in a fetal position and couldn't find nothing to say and nothing to pray to and we couldn't declare a thing and God himself walked right up in there and turned that thing around 
Say you believe he does that, yeah. My Bible says there's prayers stored up in heaven by the saints. You better start storing up some because when you leave this earth, somebody you leaving behind you going to need some prayers. Grab your communion elements. What a beautiful time to bless him. Father, we just want to take a moment in your presence to reverence you because we've been saved from never would have made it moments because you sent your only one son to a moment that we could have never made it through without him stretching his body on a cross, without him going to a garden and saying, not my will, but yours, Father. Because you sent him and because he submitted to your will, because he endured stripes on his back in ways that we cannot even find words in the language to describe the agony and the sacrifice. Knowing that he had the ability and the divinity to look down through the corridor of time and see messed up humanity. Some that would never turn to him, some that would die mocking him. But he saw some. He saw some. God, let us be one of those some. That would call him Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And he said, for them, I'm going to die. For them, I'm going to die. For them, I'm going to be raised from the dead. For them, I will give them the keys of death, hell, and the grave. For them, I will anoint to walk in authority in the earth. For my people who are called apart and set apart. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For giving us our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For it is in that name. That we can look at every anti-spirit. We don't have to make a show. We don't have to get emotional. We don't have to do some kind of voodoo dance. All we got to say is, in Jesus' name. Every anti-Christ spirit has to bow. Demons tremble when I say, Jesus. That's the authority you have given us. May we never, ever live beneath that level of authority. May we never, ever live beneath that authority in the earth realm. God, raise up a people that know the power of your name. We can walk down school halls and just say, Jesus. We can go to our desk and just say, Jesus. We can go to the hospital and just say, Jesus. Be careful where you say Jesus. You might just get a miracle. You might just get a miracle. His presence is strong in this house. And this thing is not working. So go to the last slide. There, you did. Either it worked or you read my mind. Isaiah 53, 5 says, He was pierced for my rebellion. I just want you to ponder that for a moment. So when you have 
those occasional rebellious thoughts. Remember, he was pierced for that. He was crushed for my sins, so stop making choices that continue to crush him. He was beaten so I could tell my depression and my anxiety and my low self-esteem to go back to hell where it was birthed. He was beaten so I could be whole and complete and never have to look for my completion in another human being, but I'm complete in him. He was whipped so I could rebuke a diagnostic curse off of my life. And I could speak life to generations that follow me. He was whipped so I could be healed. Father, we thank you. Thank you seems so shallow. Help our lives to live in a grateful posture. For we are grateful to you. Go to the next slide, please. Matthew 26 says, Jesus took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. You understand this is symbolic. When Jesus takes your life, he will give thanks over you at your altar of salvation. And he won't break some stuff off of you. I don't trust anybody who's not been broken. I don't trust any warrior. There's no warrior who doesn't have a limp. Since Jesus took the bread and when he had given thanks, he, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat. This is my body. Would you do that now? And be aware of what his body is. Sometimes you need the Holy Ghost to get these things open. It's ridiculous. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks again, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. The blood, it reaches to the highest mountain, and it flows to the lowest valley. The blood that gives me strength from day to day. It will never, ever, ever lose its power. And you just thank him now. In your own way, just thank him. My finances are blessed today because I have poured blood all over them. I'm going to just rub my envelope all in that uh, symbol, symbolism of the blood. 
when they count at the finance office, they're going to wonder who's been playing with my envelope. Adam, you ready to come help me tell them what's going on around here? If one of you guys will get this to the sound booth so they can get this checked, pastor will need that in just a few moments. I don't think I got anything running down me. This is a, a sloppy day. It ran down my arm. <laughs> Welcome to Metro Tab Church. Are you excited to be in his house? If everyone would pull out their phones, if you're a part of the Metro Tab family, if you would text the word family to 423-200-4470 so we can know that you're here, follow the prompts that you receive in that text message. If you're a first-time guest, let's show our first-time guest some love. Thank you guys so much for being here the, for being here today. If you would text the word guest to the number 423-200-4470, you'll receive a text message with a link. Click on that link. Give us your name, your phone number, your email, and then click submit. If you do not follow those steps, you'll be put in our system as no name, and we don't want you to be no name. All right, so give no us that first info. Name, no first name, name, last name, right? Correct. No name. Yes, no name. So <laughs> if you would give us that information, we promise not to bombard you. We'll, we just simply want to send you a call or a text to tell you thank you for joining us today. Those of you who are watching online, let's show our online viewers some love. Thank you guys so much for viewing online today. If you would text the word online to 423-200-4470 and let us know that you're watching. While everyone has their phones out, pull up the camera app on your phone, hover over the QR code on the screen or on the back of the seat in front of you. A link will appear. You click that link and a menu of options will appear. That menu will show you all of the amazing things that are happening here at Metro Tab Church. A quick view of the highlights happening this week. On Monday, we have jail ministry. Celebrate Recovery 12 Steps and Celebrate Recovery. On Tuesday, we have the School of Roar Healing School. On Wednesday, we have Metro Students and our Hitch Summer Series for our married couples. On Thursday, we have Let's Talk About Jesus, Iron Man Golf, and Celebrate Recovery 12 Steps. You can learn more about all the details for those events by hovering over that QR code with your camera app. Our crayon drive for the school system is still going on. Um, we got word this week from an out-of-town friend. She has shipped 96 boxes of crayons. So there's your challenge, Metro Tab. They're raising how many? 36,000? it was 36,000 boxes that they need. There are some others besides us raising uh, crayons. But, you know, I'd just like to wipe it out. I'd like to be known for whatever they give us an assignment. We would just wipe it out completely. Just wipe it out. Just wipe it out. Turn your neighbors and say, wipe it out. Wipe it out. Also, our Serve My City uh, outreach group is doing an outreach this summer. They're, do, they're providing lawn service. They're partnering with Fire by Night Ministries to provide lawn service for single moms, widows, homebound individuals, and veterans. All right, so there are two dates, Saturday, July 22nd, and Saturday, July 29th. We need you to go out to the display in the lobby and sign up to volunteer and help them. Amen, because we need to serve our city. That's our job as the church, right? You can also nominate someone that you know who is a single mom, widow, homebound, or veteran by giving us their information out there in the lobby. There's a sign-up sheet for that as well. Life group launch happens next Sunday. Next Sunday. Wow. Well, the, the best life group is wild. That's all y'all need to know. Um, 
The other ones fall grossly behind. That's a shameless plug. Why you say get involved in a life group? Because you need life. Yes. So next Sunday, the lobby will be filled with sign-up sheets and life group leaders, and there'll be a video here next Sunday premiering all the groups. Get involved in the life of this church. It yes. makes a difference. Yes. You need somebody to know when you're not here. You need somebody to know when you're sick. You need somebody to know when you need prayer. Welcome to life groups. Yes. Young Adult Night of Worship is Wednesday, July 19th at 7 p.m. This is a night of worship for everybody of all ages. All right. This is just a young adult sponsored service. Our speaker that night will be Dr. Shirley Arnold, the one and only. So you don't want to miss that. And this Monday night at CR, I expect all of you to be there because um, they've asked me to speak. So I'll know if you love me or not. Because, yeah, I'll just know. The School of Roar is now open for registration. This coming Tuesday, we also have the School of Healing. Um, I want Dr. Shirley and um, Amy, man, I don't see Amy, I see John. Oh, like I said, she's right there on the front row, to join me. If I could give, be transparent for a moment. Um, when we launched the School of Roar, your pastor and I didn't need anything else to do. I quit spinning plates a long time ago. I spin platters. Um, but what I will tell you is it's life-changing. And that seems not even weighty enough to describe it. Um, this coming Tuesday, we will have our second session of our summer school of healing. We had one in June, one in July. We'll have another the first Tuesday in August. And we'll end up with the first Wednesday in August with a healing service. However, I want to, you go ahead, it's fine. We are in a moment, and I know when you're in this atmosphere, you get used to it. You get used to it. Um, I think I told you last Sunday that our friend Chris McDaniel, when he spoke Father's Day at lunch, he looked at Jessica, um, who is a woman of few words but packs a mean punch when she speaks. And, he looked over at her, he said, it was a little more intense today, wasn't it? And she went, no. <laughs> then he didn't get what he wanted from her, so he looked over at Beaver. He said, right, it was, it was extra. And Beaver went, mm-mm. So in this atmosphere, you get used to it, and you can take it for granted. But when we tell you to get to the School of Healing or sign up for Daughters of Destiny, don't, those are moments that God will never again duplicate. And you'll miss a thing. So you want to share? You want her to share? I'll share and then she needs okay. to share. Yeah. I, I, want to just, um, I want to just read to you the word before we ever moved here uh, it, it, on May the 1st of 22. <laughs> yeah. The Lord gave me um, this word. Woke me up at 5 o'clock in the morning and gave me this word for, for the church. And um, I'm not going to do the whole thing, but here's the, the first part and main part. A massive wave of healing, anointing, will wash over this body. Many miracles will be reported, and unusual miracles will occur. This healing anointing will touch your spirit, soul, and body, and it will be a trumpet sound 
in this region and beyond. I wanted to read that to you because uh, if you don't understand that there is what's happening among us is happening because God has ordained and called us to this moment. We are called to miracles. We are called to healing. This is what we're called to. So when we decided to do the School of Healing for this summer, uh, it wasn't just because we needed something to do this summer. We knew that it would fall in line with what God was saying to us as a people. So if you go back there where we had the School of Healing, um, I, we had over 120 people were here, or so I think, and 200 plus online on that Tuesday night. You'll see the cross, and on it, on that cross are um, different ones who were writing for um, healings that they were believing for for themselves, for their families, and that sort of thing. Because we believe that you know the Word of God shows us over and over where Jesus uh, saw the faith of someone else and healed them because of their faith. And so we said, who are we going to believe for? Who are we going to believe for? And we put it up on the cross, and we've been praying over that this whole month. And as a result of that, you know, I, I already knew. The Lord told me I'm going to heal chronic disease. Uh, before we ever went into this thing, he, he, he spoke to me and said this would be a time of healing and miracles that we would see. Saying all of that, uh, we, we hear these miracle testimonies often, uh, but sometimes, like Pastor uh, Rita said, I think that we begin to uh, take for granted the atmosphere that allows that kind of healing anointing to flow. And so uh, Amy's been a part of the School of Roar, and, um, and if you haven't been, obviously, it's time for you to get on board. But anyway, um, we said it with a smile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, I won't say any more about that right now, but uh, Amy and her husband, John, have been a part of the School of Roar from the beginning and, um, and, and are part of the School of Healing. And you may have heard me say it when I was ministering. I, I've spoken over her life because I had a word of knowledge and assurance that God was going to heal this woman who has been walking uh, with a diagnosis of lupus over her life. Yes, and so this is also a story of the Lord chastises those that he loves. And so Friday, John and I have been working. I went to the doctor. They did all this blood work. They did all this. Friday, they get a call, <laughs> and they tell me there's no lupus in my body. That's awesome. But when I got the phone call, I got upset. I was like, then I'm crazy. What's wrong with me? It still hurts to get up. It still hurts to take a step. It still hurts to do that, so it can't be gone. And John really didn't know what to say back to me. What do you say back to somebody who's saying that when they've been saved for 30 years and, and speak to mountains and they move, and all of a sudden I couldn't speak to my own mountain. I couldn't acknowledge that that mountain was gone because it was part of my identity. And I'm telling you, I didn't get this revelation until I was, John hadn't even heard this because it was standing there this morning when Adam started singing. And you guys started worshiping, and the presence of God came in the room. And I realized, God, forgive me 
Forgive me for not noticing your miracle. Forgive me for not noticing what you did. Forgive me for only thinking selfishly and thinking about my body still hurts. This still hurts and I still see this, so I must have lupus because that's what our natural mind does. But the Spirit of God raises a standard within us and that's when we can stand here and I can look at you and I can say, my body might still hurt and I might still have to have help getting out of bed for a season. But it's just for a season because the Lord also told me in secret many months ago a couple months ago what was wrong and why I was still hurting but you know what that's also going to come into a sacrifice in my life because I'm going to have to put the food down I'm going to have to put those things down because see I lost 180 pounds 70 pounds and I didn't hurt and as I started gaining the weight back oh the lupus is there the lupus is there it hurts no it's I ate myself back into pain that's exactly what happened and so I'm going to quit eating and I'm going to not hurt anymore because the lupus is gone. That's gone. It's verified scientifically. It's not in my blood. It's gone. It's not there anymore. So I'm not going to ever say I have lupus because I don't have lupus. They couldn't find anything if you want to know that God's honest truth. They couldn't find anything in any of the blood work. There was nothing. So the moral of the story is when God speaks to you, listen. Even when you don't want to hear it. Because when my mom died a year ago, right now, this time of year, a year ago, I lost my family, y'all. My daughter quit talking to me. Literally all I had was that man and these people over here and you guys. But there's something different about your blood. It's something different when it's bone of your bone and flesh of your flesh. It's something different when you gave birth to that baby and you fought hell to keep her alive because of her disabilities and she doesn't talk to you. But let me tell you, this Wednesday night, where I'm going to have to leave at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to Arizona, and I'm going to love on that baby. And she's going to graduate, something that nobody ever thought she'd do. She wants God. She wants the God that we grew up with. She wants that now. She longs for it. Because sometimes if you take somebody away from the situation, that's how come an addict should never go back home. They should never go back home. They need to go find a new place, a new anointing, a new church. They never need to go back. Because when Gloria got away, that's my baby, when Gloria got away and she was alone and she was with my, my other family that doesn't serve God, she realized, I want this God that I grew up with. I want this anointing. I want this. The end of the story isn't written. But I know that when I go, just like the lupus is gone, the heartache and the pain with my baby is gone. And it's going to be complete restoration the minute my foot steps down in Arizona. And hopefully it's so hot I will melt. But I don't think that's going to happen. But I'm going to believe God that as I'm there, I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose this weight. You guys are going to hold me accountable. I'm going to lose it, Dr. Shirley. And I'm going to become what God truly wants me to be. And I'm excited about it. Amen. Let me speak a word to you about your self-image. You are beautiful. Just as you are. And your Savior died to make you whole. So, don't ever look in a mirror and think you're less than. You're not good enough. You're too big. You're too small. It's all birthed out of hell. You just be the best Amy you can be. And let the rest of the junk go back to hell where it came from. So the point 
one of the points here is uh, this is open to anybody here. You do not have to be a member or a student of Roar to be at the School of Healing on Tuesday night. Um, you do. We ask you to register so we make sure that we have enough space for you. Uh, if you will do that, and it'll be available for you to sign up in the lobby. We want you to be here. You do not want to miss it. There's a miracle with your name on it. Are you ready to worship him with your tithe and offerings? Has God been good to you? Father, we're so grateful to you for this atmosphere of miracles because we've had physical miracles and emotional miracles and financial miracles now for over 20 years in this ministry. We've seen debts canceled. We've seen handfuls on purpose miracles for 20 plus years. So now we're going to bring to you what you call holy. While there are others in the body of Christ, I don't think they're in the body of Christ. They claim to be, but they, they push against your command to tithe. But Father, we run to your throne room with what you have allowed us to earn. And we bring back to you 10% like your word says, because you call that 10% holy. You said if we'll obey you in that small gesture of what you have allowed us to earn in the first place, that you will go to the edge of our world and you rebuke what's trying to devour us, whether it's a disease, it's an assignment, it's a relationship, it's a financial decision, whatever, you rebuke it because we're faithful in the tithe. Then you said bring an offering with cheerful hearts. God, how can we help be anything but cheerful to you? You're such an amazing father. And we've seen miracles at your hand over and over and over and over again. We bless you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. If you haven't seen the mess that our part of this building is in, just, I, I wouldn't go in there. I would just open the door and look because um, it's a mess right now. It's a construction zone. But our studio, I think, I don't know if they're going to reveal, they're probably going to call it the Judah Room because we already have a studio. We've got to re have to re rename something. But uh, it's well under its way. We'll pull the trigger this week for about $40,000 worth of walls in Kids World. Um, our kids jam us today. I need you to agree with me that there are no thunderstorms until after 7 p.m. Do you have that authority? Did you say, push it back? Push it way on back. It can storm when I'm asleep tonight. But there'll be about 500 people gathering on this parking lot about 5 o'clock today. Um, so we just pray for the anointed grounds, for beautiful moments. Um, and thank you for helping us with the Expand Project. We're a little over halfway um, in what we've asked you to raise. But as Pastor often says, you spell million, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. That would solve a lot of things right there. Would you stand with me? There are ways to give on the screen. Would you just get out in the aisles for a moment, slap somebody a high 10 because five stopped being enough a long time ago. We're more than enough. Extra and above. So bless him. Praise God. Praise God.
devil is a liar and he's been lying to some of you he's tried to put depression on you he's tried to put anger on some of you some of you can't hardly sleep at night because of fear you're afraid some of you struggle with addictions with drugs with alcohol cocaine some of you still turn to Smoke a little marijuana every now and then. Come on, somebody. Don't act so holy. I know some of y'all still working on your testimony. Some of you can't just let your yes be yes and your no be no. Profanity just keeps coming out of your mouth. And you just excuse it because you got mad. But the Lord dropped a word in my spirit several weeks ago and I've been just waiting to get here to, to share it with you and it's, it's just simple, one simple word. There's some things that we need to get settled. Oh, you didn't hear me. See, some of you haven't made up your mind about some things that need to be settled. You're still wishy-washy. You're still riding the fence. Look at your neighbor and say, settled. There's some things that need to be settled right now. Now, some of you, you settled some things. If I said to y'all, let's go rob a bank, most of you would say, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. That's settled in my mind. I will never rob a bank. It's settled. See, you got some things settled, so you know how to settle some things. Do I need to be plain? You know how to settle some things because there are some things you've already settled. But there's some other things you ain't got settled. Some of you men and some of you women, when you smell the perfume or the cologne of somebody and your needs are not being met at home, 
you allow those fumes to intoxicate your brain and you go somewhere you shouldn't go and you do something you should not do because it's not settled. Some of you, maybe you can't make ends meet or maybe you're just a, a thief, I don't know, but some of you go to Walmart and you'll put something in the, in the purse or put something in the bag and you'll try to slip out. Now they've got all these self-checkout so it's just real easy to maybe check some of them, but don't check some of them. And you break one of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not steal. Because it's not settled. Am I at the wrong place? I came to tell you today, it's time to get some things settled. There's some things that you've been riding the fence on and they need to be settled. There's some things that are still undecided. Oh, you kinda, you're kinda leaning to the right way, but if it hit you just right, if the temptation was just right, if nobody was around, if you were out of town, you might just go back to that old life and do something you know better to do and I'm going to tell you why. It's because in your mind, it has never been settled. I need to tell you that where we are in the body of Christ, where we are chronologically on the spiritual clock of God's timepiece, we must get some things settled now. Some of you need to get it settled that you're not going to play church anymore. You're tired of playing church and you're ready to be after God 100%, 1,000%, 10,000%. Everything that is in you, you're ready to pursue God and be all God has called you to be. And that's most of us. I thought I'd get an amen right there. Bump your neighbor and say, settled. Get it settled. We got to get it settled. There's some things that need to be settled in Jesus' name. Father, we just call on you today and ask you to help us. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for what we sense, for what we know, for what we feel. We thank you for your presence and your anointing that has stirred this place today. We thank you, Lord, for the presence of your anointing that has brought healing in this house, that has brought deliverance in this house time and time again, that has brought miracles in this place over and over again. We thank you, Lord, for what we know, for what we sense, and even what we feel right now, your presence. We give you thanks. But, Lord, we ask you to help us. Help us to cross over the unsettled line and settle some things today. Some things that have troubled us, some things that have plagued us, some things that have tormented us, some things that have caused us to fall back. Help us today to get those things settled in our spirit today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Settled, settled, settled in Jesus' name. Father, I come in faith believing 
to break assignments, to break curses, to break generational curses, to break them off today in the name of Jesus and once and for all for some things to be settled in the spirit realm and to be settled in the lives of your people today. Settled in Jesus' name. We praise you now, God. We pray, God, that you would just speak clearly to us, to our spirits. Let the words that are spoken today, let the scriptures that are quoted today and put on the screen, let those, let those be loud and clear so we don't fall back, jump back, run back, look back, but let things be settled in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. When something is settled, it's established. It's fixed. We get resolved, and there, there are different kinds of settlements. You know, if you have an accident and you have insurance, the insurance company will try to settle with you. Your car may be worth $30,000. You know, they want to settle with you for twenty. dollars I'm telling the truth. I had a family member about a year ago, and they tried to settle with him for significantly less than what the car was worth. He couldn't, he couldn't buy another car used for what they wanted to give him. They want to settle with you. And sometimes... When, when we have settlements, when there is a settlement, a, an arrangement, negotiation is involved. Americans like to negotiate. Some of them. Some don't. I like to negotiate. Let me, let me change that. I like to negotiate. Some folks, they just want you to tell you. They just want you to tell them how much it is. And if, they, if you tell them five prices more than it's worth, they're not going to negotiate. They just settle. Let me, let me break something to you gently. You get what you negotiate, not what you deserve. I need to say that again. You get what you negotiate, not what you deserve. But there are settlements that come. Sometimes we like the settlements. Sometimes we don't like the settlements. In the early West... 150, 250 years ago, they called them settlements when people would come to a certain area and they would settle, settle down, put down roots, stay a spell. They settled there. So they called the places settlements. Sometimes you're tired, you've worked all day, you come home, you get your sweet tea. I hope you get your sweet tea or your Diet Coke or whatever you drink that's not intoxicating. And you sit back in your recliner and you settle in with the remote for the evening. You settle in. After a while, you get up and you go to bed and you settle in for the night to get a night's sleep. You, you settle down, you settle in. Those are kinds of settling that we do. So when you settle, when something is settled, 
it's fixed for a moment. It is established. Resolve takes place. You stop moving around when you settle and you stay there. So I want to tell you today, the Bible talks about being settled. As a matter of fact, there is divine settlement. That means to be supernaturally restored to a place of glory and power. Divine settlement. Divine settlement is peace and rest. How many know that God can give you peace and rest in the midst of your situation, in the midst of your fear, in the midst of your bankruptcy, in the midst of your divorce, in the midst of your trouble, in the midst of your sorrows, in the midst of your whatever it might be, your addiction. God can settle you down and give you peace and rest. I know in 1 Peter he said, gird up the loins of your mind. See, the mind is the battleground. And so many times we struggle in the mind. We, we battle in our mind with whatever it is that is trying to attack us or a plague us. And I might tell you, you might not like this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, it's not always the devil. You know, we want to blame everything on the devil. It's not always the devil. As a matter of fact, the book of James, the Bible says, every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So some of the problems we have, when you want to point somebody, point a finger at somebody else, just remember there's three more pointed back at you. But God can give you peace and rest so you can be settled down. He said, gird up the loins of your mind because the battleground is in the mind. So he's saying, calm down. Pastor Rita says it like this often, breathe. Breathing is not overrated. Breathe. Everybody just take a deep breath. Just let it out. Take another one. Let it out. Just rest. Just calm. Did you know God can restore your health? You didn't act like you believed it. You, that, was, that was so weak. God's a healer. Anybody been healed of anything? Raise your hand at me. Wave at me if you've been healed. Now, while you're waving, look around and see the hands of people that have been healed. God can settle you down when you need to be healed by healing your body and you just relax in his presence. You stand on his word and then you thank him because he healed you by his stripes. Healed. He can restore your health. When you need to be delivered and he delivers you, that is divine settlement. You can go to 10, 12 steps. And they may help you. They may teach you some things. They may encourage you. May they, they may tell you, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. But God's the one that can do it. You can't do it by yourself or you were, already would have. You need deliverance. You need to be set free. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Everything is brand new. Divine settlement, deliverance. He'll give you a favorable turnaround when everything needs to turn around. 
you know, I'm a, I'm a big advocate of symbolic action. I'm a big advocate of symbolic action. I think you need to do something in faith. Take another step. You want to see a turnaround in your life? Just turn around. Break something off. You need to go to a new level, a new level, a new place. Step up to another level. See things different. Take another step. See things different. Are you tracking with me? Divine settlement. He wants to settle you. Well, the Bible talks about being settled forever, O oh Lord. Your word, your what? Your word is settled in heaven forever. His word is settled. Now when your children come to you and they ask you to do something and the answer is no and you go no. Most of them know it's not settled because they'll come back again. And they'll ask you again. Or they'll go ask mama. And if they, if they can get you divided, then, then it's settled. They get their way. But when they come and ask you for something, you go no. No, and they keep asking no, and they keep asking no, and you keep saying no, 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 no. And finally, because you are weary, you go, okay. See, they knew it wasn't settled. I'm trying to teach you something. We learned a long time ago from my pastor and mentor, Dr. Ray, read his dad. We learned to say, we'll see. Never say yes, never say no. Up front, buy some time. Be sure the baby hadn't already gone to mama and gotten a no and then comes to me and I say yes and then we're divided. I'm gonna talk to her. I wanna buy some time. She does the same thing. We'll see. We'll wait. We'll check it out. We'll look at it. We'll evaluate. Because when you say no, if the answer is really no, you need to stick with it. And if it's okay to be yes, then don't say no and change your mind later because you are teaching them it is not settled. I'm preaching better than you're shouting right there because you know you're guilty with your kids or your spouse because it's not settled. The peanut gallery is preaching over here now. <laughs> Forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled. I don't have time to cover it all. This could be a series for a month or two months or three months. But I want to put some things in your spirit today that need to be settled. First of all, your salvation, your purpose in life, it must be settled. You don't need to leave this place without having it settled. You don't need to leave this place without knowing where your spirit and soul will go when you die. You don't want to go to hell, promise me. You don't want to go to hell. You need to get that settled. If there's anything in this world, in this life that you need to get settled, it is your right relationship with Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I don't care if you've got $10 million in the bank. I don't care if you've written bestseller books and you've been on Broadway, if you've been an NFL player, NBA player. I don't care what you've done, how many movies you've made, how many times you've circled the globe, how much you own, how many airplanes and cars and expensive gifts that you own. If you don't get your soul settled, if you don't get your relationship with Jesus settled, you have missed the point of your life. 
And if you're waiting for a better time, if you're waiting for the right time, if you're waiting for the right service or the right preacher or to have on the right clothes or to be at the right place or to wait for the right crisis to come back to, you have missed the boat. The Bible says now is the day of salvation. Now. When? Now, right now. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the appointed time, the Bible says. So why would you wait? Why would you put off something so significant that could change your future forever? Why would you sit in a place like this and hear the kind of anointed music and the anointed speakers that come through this place and not be right with God? Why would you play with your soul? Why would you hold it in your hand and allow it to be crushed? Why would you hold it in your hand with undecision? Why would you hold it in your life and, and tempt God and do things that you know will send you to hell? Why? Because when you face God, it will be too late to say, I'm sorry. I wish I had done this. I wish I had gotten saved that day. It will be too late. And yet people come in places like this week after week, month after month, year after year and go through the motions or they come because they're coming with a family member. I've seen teenagers do it. Teenagers will come. They'll sit in the back. And they're just here because mama brought them, because daddy brought them. Or a spouse. Just going through the motions. Heart's not in it. Ma'am, sir, young lady, young man, you're going to split hell wide open. Do I need to say it plain? Do I need to get down here and tell you? You're going to split hell wide open. Does that not bother you? Does that not concern you? Does that not get your attention? Does it not worry you that you don't have it settled? Oh, I go to church. I sang the songs with them today. I saw them on the screen and I sang with them. I come to the revival too. I was here for Sunday night fire. Uh-huh. But you don't have it settled. You're going through the motions. You're playing church. Let me tell you what you're doing. You're gambling with your soul. I got more, but I, I, I'm just parked here. I, I can't go further for a moment. You're gambling with your soul. Let me tell you something about gambling. It's usually rigged against you. You can go to Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's right, all that money you took, it stays when you come home. Because you're playing against the house. And the house is going to win. They'll let somebody win every now and then just to keep you coming back. But gambling is rigged against you. I guarantee you, if you interviewed a thousand people that went up here to Cherokee, North Carolina, to the casino, 
interview a thousand. About 9,000 of them going to lose money. You'll get that after a while. Some of y'all went right over your head. It's not, it's not rigged for you to win. It's rigged for you to lose. The odds are against you. And if you are going through the motions and you're playing church and you're just showing up every now and then just to save face, you're losing face, baby. You're gambling with your soul. Ephesians chapter 4, look at verse 14. If you want to get it settled. Then we will no longer be like babies, infants, tossed, tossed back and forth, to and fro by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching or doctrine, by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. When you get it settled, this is saying you won't be like a baby tossed to and fro. You won't be mixed up with every doctrine that comes along, every teaching that comes along, every deceitful scheme that comes along. You won't be tossed to and fro. You won't be hot one day and cold the next and then hot one day and cold the next. You get it settled. You get your salvation settled. You get it right with God. You know that it's appointed unto man once to die and after that the judgment. So you're gonna get it right. So when you face God, he will look at you and say, well done my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Welcome home. Because if he doesn't say that because you didn't get it settled, the other response, according to the Bible, he's gonna look at you and say, depart from me. I never knew you. And you can say, oh, but we... We cast out devils in your name. We went to CR and got people delivered and we cast out devils in your name and we did miracles in your name. He's gonna say, depart from me. You workers of iniquity, I never knew you. Does that not bother you? Does it not bother you enough to quit riding the fence? Does it not bother you enough to stop playing church? Does it not bother you enough to quit going through the motions? Does it not bother you enough to get it settled once and for all and just say, oh God, forgive me of my sins. I've messed up my life. I've screwed up my life. I've made too many bad choices, too many bad decisions. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and help me day by day. Help me to get it settled today, right now, once and for all your salvation your purpose because you've got a purpose whether it's settled or not God's got a purpose for you he said I know the thoughts that I think for you thoughts of a future and a hope not of evil but a future and a hope God's got a plan for you God's got a purpose for your life and if you're riding the fence I, I need to tell you it's a whole lot bigger than what you think it is it's a whole lot bigger than your little puny plans, your few little thousands of dollars that you make or your little fun that you call, that you have, your little flings, your little journeys and your little whatever it is. What God's got for you is a whole lot bigger 
than that. You're playing with God. You're, play, you're gambling with your soul. Wake up. Get it settled. And then let me just hit everybody. Get your toes out here so I can step on them. Just slide them out because I'm going to step on some toes. You've got to get your value system settled. Let me translate. You need to clearly discern between right and wrong. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. Say, Pastor, you're mean today. I'm trying to get you settled. I'm trying to get you on your way to heaven. I'm trying to get you off the fence. I'm trying to get you to quit playing church and quit going through the motions and quit playing patty cake with the devil. I'm trying to get you to wake up. We are in the last of the last days. We're in a place in the earth we've never been before. Oh, and I know COVID settled down and everybody thinks, well, we're past that. It's back to normal. It will never be back to normal, honey. It will never be back to normal. That was a trial run, getting ready for the mark of the beast, getting ready for the tribulation, the end time, to see how much they can control people. And they control most of us. Come on. Let me change that. It come control most of y'all. Didn't control me. They said, close the church. Well, we were in here for about four weeks streaming. And most people stayed home in all the churches because everything was closed, but we were in here streaming. And then we did two weeks in the parking lot. And a lot of people weren't doing that because they said, you can't. So one Sunday we didn't because the mayor's office called me and said, we forbid you to have service on Easter service in your parking lot. We forbid you. And I went round and round for a little while and I thought, well, I don't want people arrested on Easter Sunday. So reluctantly, I said, okay. But the next week, we sued the mayor and we sued the city of Chattanooga. And we said, y'all wrong. And we came back in. And we ain't going out again. I'm sorry. If, if they have to haul me off, I'll preach from the jail. And Pastor Rita will preach while I'm gone. And if, if they haul her off, Dr. Shirley will preach. And if they haul her off, Tony Doley will preach. If they haul him off, then Tanya will preach. Or Beaver will preach. Or some of y'all will preach. Adam will preach. And Olivia will preach. They can preach. I'm telling you, they can preach. And every time they try to shut us up, Somebody will rise up and the word of God will go forth. And if that ever happens, I promise this place will be overflowing. It will be fuller than it's ever been. Come on, somebody. We are living in a day. We are living in a time and we must settle some things that have not been settled. I came here to tell you today, you've got to get them settled. You know what they are. You know what's not settled. You know what you're struggling with. You know what your weak link is. You know what you've been battling with for a long time. And today is the day to get it settled. It's time for a settlement. It's time to stop negotiating. It's time to say, it's done, it's done, it's done. My mind is made up. My foot is on the rock and I'm reaching up to him. It is settled, settled, settled. 
Let me give you a good scripture on that. It's over there in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21. When you heard about Christ, how many have heard about him? Wave at me if you've heard about Jesus. And you were taught him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. How many have been taught the word of God? Wave at me. I want to be sure I'm at the right place, talking to the right people. Verse 22, you were taught with regard to your former way of life. Now let me just pause right there and say, when you get saved, what are you getting saved from? What are you getting saved from? And let me ask you this, if you get saved and you don't change the way you live, the way you act, the things you say, the way you talk, the places you go, what you do, if nothing changes, what did you get saved from? Let me just preach while I'm right here. I'm gonna come back to that verse, but let me just say that when you get saved, if you still do all the sinful things that you did before you got saved, honey, you ain't saved. You might think you're saved, but you're not saved. You might attend church, but you're not saved. You might sing on the praise team or in the choir, but you're not saved. You might work in the kids' ministry, but you're not saved. You don't live like the devil when you get saved. I wish I could get some help up in here. Verse 22, you were taught with regard to your former life to put off your old self. There it is right there. When you get saved, you put off the old self. You put off the old life. You stop doing the things that you do. You stop smoking marijuana. You stop snorting cocaine. You stop taking crack. You stop drinking. You stop having affairs with somebody and being unfaithful to your spouse. You stop fornicating. You stop stealing at Walmart. You stop all of that sinful stuff. You stop, you stop, you stop because you got saved and it's settled. You can't keep living the sinful life once it's settled. Why do you think you can? Oh, I heard what you're saying. Well, well, Pastor, most of that stuff I stopped. Most of it. I really changed. I'm so proud of me. Pat me on the back because I really changed. I stopped most of that. There's just a few little things that I do now that don't hurt nobody. Uh-huh. You fooling yourself. And you are gambling with your soul. Because you don't have it settled. This this era is different. This generation is different. When I was raised, when I was growing up, when I went to church, when I went to camp, and got the Holy Ghost. When I went to Christian Bible College, if you were living in sin, you had a mark on you. Everybody knew it. And most everybody else was serving God. So if you're buying, if you're buying drugs in the dorm, word gets out real fast. And so when I fell back, let me translate, I backslid. Oh, I know some of y'all think you can't backslide. <laughs> That's another doctrine for another time. 
but I, I know I had been saved. I'd been full of the Holy Ghost. I had, I had preached. I had done the works of the Lord, all those things that some folks are going to say when they get to heaven. And Jesus says, why should you let, I let you in? And he says, depart from me, you that work iniquity. I, never, I, I say, oh, but Lord, I cast out devils in your names. I had done that. I'd done all those things. But when I started smoking marijuana and got kicked out of college, I won't save, buddy. That's the way they say it in North Carolina. You won't save. That's the way they say it. Then they say, I'm going to hope you. That means help you. Over there, I'm going to hope you. Well, I need some hope. Hope me out. <laughs> but I had to get it settled because I wasn't saved. I had backslidden. I had fallen back. Let me make it plain. I fell off the wagon. Our responsibility is when somebody falls off the wagon, stop the wagon if you have to. Go back and pick them up. Help them as they dust themselves off and say, hey, I'm not letting you get away that easy. The devil is a lie. He wants you to fall off the wagon. He wants to show you the pleasures of sin for a season, but he is a liar. I don't care where you came from. Where we are going is much better than anything you've got in your past. We, we, we were built to go forward. Let's go forward. You've got to know what your value system is. You've got to get it settled, settled, settled in your spirit. Verse 22, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. Why? Because it is being corrupted by deceitful desires. Your old man was corrupted. Your deceitful desires, your lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life will take you to hell. Verse 23, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, verse 24, and to put on the new self. It's so simple. Take off the robe of the old flesh, the old man, the old self, the old sinful self. You take that off just like you take off a robe and you put on a new robe. You put on a new man. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. All things are passed away. All things are brand new. So you put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness. And I'm going to finish you. Just hold on. Put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness. He wants you to be like him. Let's just pause a minute now. Those, those folks that think it's okay just to mostly change but still do a few old things. Let's bring Jesus in. You think Jesus was snorting cocaine? You think Jesus would be snorting today if he was here today in the flesh? And say, oh, I like that high I get. So let me snort a little bit. You think he would be smoking blunts? You think Jesus would be frequenting places of prostitution? Would Jesus be doing that? Let me tell you, if Jesus did all of that, 
There wouldn't be no church today. None of us would be here. He wouldn't be the one we would want to follow. Think about that now. So, why would we think it's all right to live a sinful life? Why do we think it's all right? We must. We must think it's okay. I've killed it. You want to preach now? Which one of y'all want to preach now? You want to preach? You want to preach a bit? You want to preach a bit? Yeah, I've killed it. I have killed it. Verse 24, and to put on the new self created to be like God. He created you to be like him in true righteousness. That means that when we start emulating him and acting like him, we become Christians. Because Christ is spelled C-H-R-I-S-T. The last three letters are I-A-N. That could easily stand for I am nothing. When you take it away from Christ, I am nothing. But when you put it on the end, then you are putting on the new self because he created us to be like God in true righteousness. And then there's one little word he tagged on the end. Holiness. Holiness. Dr. A used to teach us like this. Triple A holiness. Attitude. Your attitude needs to be holy. Quit acting a fool. Quit getting your tongue in gear before you get your mind in gear and saying things that embarrass you in the body of Christ. Have the right attitude. Treat people right. Especially when you're out in public and you're at a restaurant or you're at a store. And just because somebody didn't do what you thought they ought to do or the waitress didn't bring coffee hot enough for you, don't you be rude to her. She may have five snotty old kids at home. She's a single mom and she's doing the best she can. And you as a Christian, you're going to fuss at her because the coffee wasn't hot. You need to leave about a 50 cent, 50% tip. And bless her or leave a hundred dollar bill and help her and say, Jesus just wanted me to bless you today. Stop being rude. We need to be holy in our attitude and our actions. Triple A holiness. Attitude, action, and you're going to love the third one. Appearance. You need to look holy. You need to dress holy. Folks running around half naked. Yeah, mostly women, my wife said. Mostly women run around half naked. Oh, let that one sink in. And see, the reason some of the men didn't say nothing is because they like to look at them. Well, if you're looking, you're unholy too. Hebrews 12, 14, write this verse down. Hebrews 12, 14, here's what it says. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. The word holiness comes from a, a Greek word, hagios, hagiosmos, and it means to be holy, to be sanctified, to be pure in thought, in deed, in action, holy and pure. 
That's what God is. As a matter of fact, the angels around the throne of God cry out 24-7, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Holy, 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 24-7, because he's a holy God. There is nothing unholy in him. So when you look at this verse, I, I wish I had time to preach this whole verse and talk about it, but he wants us to be living, put on the new self because we're created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Our faith must be settled. I'm only halfway through, and it's quitting time. But I don't know if y'all could take this two weeks in a row. If I stopped now and came back next week and recapped all this, I, I don't know that you could take it two weeks in a row. So I'm going to hurry. You got you to gotta settle your faith. Your faith has to be settled. 2 Timothy 1.12, I know in whom I, am, I have believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him until that day. Do you know who you believed in? Did you believe in Jesus? Did you believe in Jesus as the son of the living God? If you believed in him, if he is the one you invited into your heart, if he is the one that saved you, then your faith ought to be settled and you ought to believe every word in the book. If he says, by my stripes you're healed, when you get that settled, if you get sick, you just take it to him and say, Father, your word says that you healed me, that by your stripes I am healed. So in Jesus' name, touch me now and let the healing manifest. And it has to. And you say to the mountain, be moved, be cast into the sea. If you believe in your heart and do not doubt, then it has to move. Job 22, I, I, I can't preach faith without going there. I, I don't have time. I don't have time. He said, declare a thing, Job twenty two twenty eight. declare a thing that it might be established for you. Your life follows your words. What are you declaring every day? We declare things like, my head is killing me. My back is killing me. My kids are going to kill me. We say all that stupid negative stuff. Your words are powerful. Be careful what you say. We've got to get our, our faith settled. Marilyn, that'd be a good time for you to go, what you say? We have to be careful what we say. If you've been here a while, you know that's what she says, what you say. I pastored a church one time many years ago. I had a guy sat on the front row, and when I'd start preaching, he would sit there and he'd go, <laughs> promise, he did. <laughs> he would say, preach him, Jesus. <laughs> one day I stopped and I said, brother, I'm preaching all I can preach right now. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, we gotta get some things settled. <laughs> You want to preach now? <laughs> I've lost it now. <laughs> I 
Your future hope must be settled. Revelation 1, 7 and 8. Behold, Jesus is coming with the clouds. And every eye will see him. And here's him speaking. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. He's coming in the clouds. He's coming like he promised. He's coming for a blood-bought church. He's coming for a holy church. He's coming for a true and righteous church. He's coming for folks that got it settled in their mind. They've got their salvation settled. They've got their faith settled. They've got their hope in him settled. And everything is settled. And they realize we are part of the remnant body. These are the last days. And it's settled in our mind. And from now on, from this point, we will do what God has called us to do. Somebody get on your feet and shout hallelujah to the Lamb of the living God. Get this scripture in your spirit. Snap a picture of it. Don't forget this one. Joshua chapter 24. It's your choice if you want to get things settled. It's up to you. It's your choice. If I could settle it for you, I would. Jesus has done everything that he can to settle it for you. But here's what Joshua said. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, he said, you've got to decide. You've got to make up your mind. If you keep playing church, that's your business. If you keep going through the motions, that's your business. Let me just insert, it would be a tragedy to sit in an environment and an atmosphere like this and not get it settled. And then on judgment day, when you want to fix it, when you realize how foolish you've been, and he says, depart from me you worker of iniquity depart from me i never knew you what a tragedy what a tragedy that would be i'm not going to say that will be because i'm believing god who has already convicted you has open arms waiting for you so you will make a decision to get your soul settled today once and for all and you will stop gambling with your soul here's what joshua said but if you refuse to serve the lord then choose today whom you will serve. Make up your mind. Even if you're not going to serve God, just make up your mind. Get it settled once and for all. And Joshua says, but as for me, I've made up my mind. As for my family, we've made up our mind. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord Jesus. 
No going back. No turning back. No looking back. No falling back. No backsliding. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If that's you, if you've not made up your mind and got it settled before today, but today you want to get it settled, run down here right now and we're going to pray. If that's you, you're ready to settle it. You want to go to heaven, you plan to go to heaven, you don't want to go to hell. And you want to settle it, now is the day. I'm not, going to, I'm not going to wait and tarry like I do sometimes. I'm calling you now. If you know you need to pray through with Jesus, if you know you need to repent, if you need to invite Jesus into your heart, if you need to make it right, run down here now. I'm going to wait about 30 seconds and we're going to pray. Saints need to pray because there are some folks right now that are gambling with their soul and it could very well be the last, the last opportunity they ever have. Yeah, give her a hand. Give her a hand. Amen. Praise God. We're going to get it right. We've got to get it right. Even if you've had it right before, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about right now. Right now. Clock is ticking. Clock is ticking. Clock is ticking. Don't gamble with your soul. It's too precious. Well, I want about everybody in the building that will, that'll come down and gather around these. And we're going to pray right now. Come on, everybody, just come get close as you can. This is family. This is family of God. We're in this together. The Bible says God is not willing for any to perish, but that all would have everlasting life. We don't want anybody to miss out. He doesn't want anybody to miss out. He doesn't want anybody to be lost. He wants us all to get it settled. 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 So let's pray this prayer. Jesus, Jesus, I come to you today in faith, knowing that you are the Son of God. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Today, I want to settle it once and for all. I want to get everything right. So I repent of every sin. Every sin I have committed, everything I've ever done that I knew was wrong, or maybe I wasn't even sure, maybe I wasn't even in my right mind, but today I repent publicly and to you, forgive me, forgive me for all of my sins, come into my heart fresh this moment, baptize me with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Give me all you have. Anoint me. Seal this prayer by the power of the Holy Spirit and anoint me to serve you, to walk with you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. 
I receive salvation in faith in the name of Jesus. I may stumble, I may fall, I may struggle, but from this moment forward, it is settled in my mind. I will get back up and I will keep going forward, believing that I will get stronger every time I get back up, trusting you to keep me. I am persuaded that you will keep that which I commit to you until that day. In Jesus' name, I commit my soul to you. In Jesus' name, no more gambling with my soul. From this day, I am yours. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me, for saving me, for helping me. Thank you, Jesus. I give you the praise. I worship you. I adore you. You are holy. You are sovereign. You are everything to me. I give you praise. In the name of Jesus, I pray and believe. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, give yourself a hand in all these that came. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or in rededication today, would you just wave at me as a testimony? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anybody else, you, you prayed that for the first time or in rededication today? Wave at me, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Five or six, seven folks, praise God, amen. We gotta be ready, it's gotta be settled. In the name of Jesus, just lift your hands and praise him and let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every person in this room. I thank you for those watching online, those who will watch my TV later. We plead the blood of Jesus over them. We pray for your protection, for your care. We pray for deliverance. We break every assignment, every generational curse, every assignment. We break it in the name of Jesus and we cover them with the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. We thank you for victory, and we give you the praise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now for just a moment, lift your hands and praise him. Can't go back. It's settled. It's settled. It's settled. I won't go back. Oh, thank you, Lord. Come on, tell him how much you love him. Just seal it with your praise. I won't go back. I won't go back. I love you so much. Thank you for being here today. Don't forget, Kids Jam this afternoon starts at 5 o'clock. If you're on the support team, you need to be here, what, 4 o'clock? 3.34? Mm -hmm. We have 
Oh, we got lunch. Okay, you know. I love you. God bless. You're dismissed. Bring somebody to Kids Jam, 5 o'clock. Have a great day.